0: So here we are. This is episode one of the Pelvic Pain Matters podcast. Um, it is May 2022, and today we will be taking you through an introduction as to why we're doing the podcast, what to expect, um, and our aims and objectives. My name is Carl Monahan. I am one of the founders of Pelvic Pain Matters. Uh, I am the clinical director of the Pelvic Pain Clinic and an educator uh, with over 20 years' experience. I know pelvic pain only too well myself, having suffered from epididymorchitis in my mid 20s. I'm now in my mid 40s, and uh, I'm very pleased to say I'm symptom free. I'm joined today by fellow pelvic pain. Matters founder Tim Beams. Um, Tim is going to be joining me on the podcast moving forward. Tim, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, thanks very much, Carl. So, yes, my name's Tim Beams, and I'm a pain specialist physiotherapist with, uh, yeah, more than twenty years' experience, and also a pain educator. I'm a co-founder of Pelvic Pain Matters with yourself and Joe and David, who at some point we'll see, I'm sure we'll meet them on the podcast as well, and, uh, and also co-founder of another pain um, organisation, Le and scientifique, so um, yeah, really excited to be here and, and share some thoughts and
0: stories and
1: uh, yeah, nice. see where Pelvic Pain Matters goes.
0: And why so pelvic pain natters? Thank you, Tim. Pelvic pain natters is a bit of a play on words here. It's this is our pelvic pain matters with an M is the original company. Pelvic pain natters with an N for November is the setup for our podcast. We wanted to bring more information to more people more of the time, with the focus on male pelvic pain. So these conditions that we're going to be talking about in this and future episodes are. Chronic pelvic pain syndrome and chronic prostatitis. Um, really, very life changing presentations and life presentations, sorry, life changing symptoms for many, many men across the world. there's It's been suggested that about 12.5% of the population thereabouts uh, is suffering currently with pelvic pain symptoms. Um, And we want to change that to be a brighter future for everyone, not only those patients that are going through it, their loved ones, their family members who can also often suffer alongside, but also for clinicians, whether that's physiotherapists, um, CBT practitioners, uh, urologists, anyone who has an interest in working with male pelvic pain, whether currently or in the future. So what yeah. are these podcasts going to start to look like then, Tim? Um
1: I, I would I was gonna just add to to the your comment there because it's our experience that um in the pain world, it's it's like if they if we were comparing it to football leagues, it would be the you know, it would be at the bottom of a football league, wouldn't it? So um so we want to bring it up the leagues. We want people to know a little bit more about it and um, And that's really a huge part of creating a podcast is being able to disseminate to more people and more easily as well. Um, What will it look like? Well, we're going to find out, aren't we? But um, we've got a few ideas that we want to to, um, share with people. So it it will be a bit about sharing knowledge and understanding and, and, you know, talking about some specific areas of our pelvic pain. But I think where our um, experiences can be really helpful is, is literally telling people, you know, what are we hearing? What are we coming across? You know, who are we meeting out there? Um, and there are some, I think, as we've just discussed before we came on air, um, but there are a number of different people that we've treated over the last week that just, there's some real depth of, you know, information and knowledge and, you know the experiences that people are going through that we just think it would be priceless for people to hear about you know really really important to hear from people who have suffered and also see that recovery is possible from it so yeah that's that's a part of what i think it should look like <laughs> what else what else is on on your agenda
0: yeah thank you tim and and making i don't want to just re Uh, enforce something that you did say that recovery is absolutely possible a lot of the rhetoric and the narrative around pelvic pain is just something that you need to live with for the rest of your life Mm. Patients, you may recognize some of the things i'm about to say um you know it's just it's just in your head there's nothing wrong we can't find anything wrong with you um avoid stress that's always an easy thing to do that will get rid of your symptoms it may just burn itself out Um, It may be something you just have to live with for the rest of your life. You know, there's some real damaging and very negative messaging around male pelvic pain. The aim of this podcast and everything we do is to change that narrative, to make it less of a bottom league, you know, to really raise that the the awareness and standards of care um, would be fantastic. But, yeah, to raise the awareness and to raise the support, the prognosis and the future for, for patients much, much higher up the league of awareness and opportunity um, creativity, connection, all of those components to really, really get the best possible future available. Um, I think we, you know, the aim is we'll do Q&As between myself and yourself. We're going to bring patients in, recovered patients, um, maybe even people who are going through the midst of things right now. Um, we have a range of healthcare professionals and other specialists that we know that we would really, really like to to introduce to you the listeners Um, and you know we're also open you know this is the very start of our journey here with the podcast as well so we're really really open to ideas from what you need as listeners what is it that you need from us where do you feel there is a lack uh, or a gulf in information or knowledge or awareness you know this is a fluid project moving further forward Mm -hmm. um and that looks what i mean by that is you can help to shape what we end up talking about and discussing each week and each episode thereafter so please 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 do comment um get in contact with us we'll go through some details with you at the end and we'll put all of our contact details in the information below but yeah what is it that you need from us
1: yeah yeah and uh, we we should also think about some of the research out there um Dip, dip in dig into the research and, and also recognize where there is a lack of research in certain areas so um yeah I'm looking forward to that I mean one thing I have to say is and we've recently recorded a, a webinar a movement re- webinar and you know spending a few hours looking through the literature what's available the research that's been conducted is that in male pelvic pain there really is an absence of of studies of research you know very specific research and you know it's not that there's nothing out there but it is lacking and if you compare it to other pain conditions like low back pain you know we really do know very very little um so yeah that's i'm quite excited to to sort of share that and i feel like you know from a personal point of view i've been on a personal journey haven't i for for the last two plus years now because you know, when we decided to set uh, the pelvic pain matters uh, group up, then it really was a, 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 a necessity that I started exploring much more deeply um, male pelvic pain. So, yeah, I, I think there's, there's a few lessons that I've learned and um, experiences that I've gained from that process that I think it'll be helpful, I'm sure, but um, interesting for people to hear as well. So. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Bring that research. And I've got a quote actually from a, well, I won't tell you the year to begin with. Maybe you can have a guess at the year. We've got a very interesting quote that I'm going to mention in just a minute. Um, would it be helpful just to, just to paint a picture of what a pelvic pain presentation might look like? Just in case maybe you've stumbled across this, maybe you're curious about male pelvic pain. Um, but I think introducing what the, what a classic representation could look like um just to, to again to to get those who are listening an awareness over maybe you recognize some of the symptoms you've got yourself as well
1: yeah yeah sounds good I mean the first thing is a funny one for for, for me but it's like where is the pelvis mm. you know, it's <laughs> such a massive undefined area isn't it but um but we hear people describe symptoms in a number of different places around the, the pelvic region and far away from the pelvic region as well that seem to be linked to to, to the to the pelvic symptoms So, um, very very common to hear people talking about well um pain in the the groin in the genitals in the perineum in the anus down into the thighs in the lower back um and even further down that all the way down into the feet you often hear about as well don't you
0: yeah, totally. Yeah, it is. Where where it that? You're right. Where where does the pelvis begin? Where does it end? Uh, typically, anywhere between the knees and the ribs is is where we're likely to see some of those symptoms. And that is it's a really broad and and really spread out region. And as Tim said, there, you know, only last week did I see patients face to face and on Zoom that had symptoms in not only one feet but both feet. Um, contributing to their experience unable to sit then unable to stand because of their symptoms so we've got this broad range of pain presented physically within the body um, you then get some often changes to function so this might be changes to urinary function it might be changes to bowel function it might be changes to sexual function this might be coupled with pain Um, or from a sorry might be um, yeah coupled with pain or from a urinary point of view you might have symptoms around hesitation dribbling sensation the bladder is not empty increased urine frequency increased urine urgency nocturnal urination Uh, you can have all of those symptoms very similar associated with the bowel changes to bowel function um, and then sexual function of course as well so this might be changes to the ability to maintain or to achieve an erection pain on ejaculation um, even uh, early ejaculation so premature ejaculation or an inability to to become aroused and changes to libido levels as well it's been described as a waste bucket diagnosis yeah what does that mean
1: well um you know as with many other sadly pain conditions really we're just grouping a bunch of different signs and symptoms together and and sort of shoving a, di- a diagnostic name to it, aren't we? And yeah, and, and I think that that idea of a waste bucket um, diagnosis—I mean, it's it's quite dismissive, isn't it? It's, you know, it's like, well, we haven't found anything wrong with you, really. So you know, let's just whack you in the bin. Um, yeah, not great. I don't like the I don't like the term particularly, but it probably just you know justifies where we're
0: at at the moment to a degree yes. so yeah maybe a catch-all diagnosis will probably be a little bit nicer on the ears
1: mm, yeah yeah and that, and i think that's fair enough because what we now you know what we see is that there isn't a very specific presentation um you know the features and the characteristics would be the way that i'm thinking about it and you know there might be perhaps a shared area um but the effect that that has on someone can be very very different and, and actually what we're seeing is although there might be one area someone also might experience it in another area as well and that's not all shared between the individual so so there, there is a specific well we would call it a phenotype wouldn't we so there is a specific sort of feature and characteristic that is totally individual for that person experiencing it um some sometimes some of that is shared with others but there will be you know unique things for you as well um i was going to say and then you know it has it has a massive effect on that person as well doesn't it and it's we've we've heard about people you know it's just all encompassing um and um a constant battle and, and there are other phrases that i've heard as well and um, it can affect your your life, your relationships, your work, your sleep. You know, it's, it's so, when you re, when you really listen the hard. You know, it's really sad. I, I mean, I find it quite sad hearing how massive um, the effects can be on each
0: person. Yeah, so it can be incredibly life limiting from, you know, as you say, Tim, from the patients that we see week in, week out. Mm. I know this only too well myself as well, how limited my life did become. Um, you know, it, uh, I remember from a course that we did before Christmas. So we're now, um, yeah, like I said, May um, 2022. So, a course, at the end of 2021, where one of the participants said that his pelvic pain defines who he is now. You know, that is the very definition of him. And uh, that is incredibly sad. It's incredibly um, upsetting to hear from a clinical point of view, but you know, from a patient point of view, if that is your very definition of who you consider yourself to be, when it's overwhelmed you so much so that that is front and center, yeah, that's very disheartening to hear. But there is hope and it doesn't need to define you moving further forward. We want to change that definition and change that narrative
1: absolutely and we, and we have a number of you know wonderful people that can share their stories of recovery and uh, we were talking weren't we just earlier but i'm seeing uh, uh, someone at the moment he's 70 year history of pelvic pain and um one thing i would like to just share now is that he was telling me how they, he's experiencing much more good days so you know there's there's very little in the way of the sort of more severe flare-up type days that he might experience and, and activities that would cause that. And and I just think so to have had it, to have experienced it, I mean it's it's sad, isn't it? To think, but all of your life, you know. Um, but to still see that there can be hope, there can be change is just so powerful for me. So um yeah. That's what we want to offer to people, don't we? We want to say, look, we can be more optimistic about it. It doesn't mean it's easy, though. No. But but we can be more optimistic that, you know, with the right support, guidance, you know, understanding and, and then hope is absolutely what we should be looking for.
0: Mm, it's phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So It's absolutely phenomenal that even suffering for 70 years, that may sound quite disheartening, but the change is possible. Not everyone suffers with that for that length of time at all by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, totally. I've got something just to mention before we wrap up. This is a, a quote from uh, Dr. Curtis Nichol, probably the most eminent um, researcher that is uh, has been alive, certainly in the last end of last century, in this current century. Try and guess maybe when this year of the quote was made. Um, and it also just demonstrates just how much these patients are up against as well. So most urologists freely acknowledge that they would be happy never to see another patient with prostatitis in their office again. Others simply refuse to see these patients. Many ignore the real issue, dispensing their antibiotic at the month and quickly discharging the patients, hoping that if they ignore them, they'll not return. This approach has resulted in frustration and even anger on the part of the patients. that's oh, just,
1: yeah, but he summarises it really well, doesn't he? I hope it wasn't written this year, was it?
0: (laughs) It could have easily been written this year. 1998. So we're now 24 years ago, but I'm not sure much of the narrative has changed. You know, if you're a patient who's listening to this, I'm sure you recognise some of the maybe the way in which you have perhaps been dismissed or or, or discharged in, in that particular fashion as well. So this is what we want to change. This is the reason why I mentioned the quote right at the very end. This is not the future that we want to have in place totally
1: yeah and we want to share we want it to share we want to connect with others don't we we want to you know we want to see it as a bit of a family in a way but yeah we're we're really keen to connect with others and and share the information out there so
0: absolutely tim it's always a pleasure love doing these with you i mean i've loved working with you but i'm really really excited about doing the podcast moving further forward um i hope you have enjoyed it listeners Um, I hope you've enjoyed the content. Please do rate and review. And as we've already asked, ask any questions uh, of us for future podcasts. Um, If you've found the content beneficial, then we'd love you to share this with others, Um, whether this is with friends or family or fellow sufferers or indeed fellow healthcare providers as well. You can find us across a range of social media channels, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram. And we really, really look forward to uh, to taking you on this journey to improve improve uh, the future of male pelvic pain. It's been a real pleasure, Tim. Brilliant, thank you. Till next time. See ya. All right.